Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's why I found out how much is the price of her one-room flat. Your guess? Per month. $800. Per month. $200. She pays $60 a month. Is Singapore's COVID management out of control? This is your daily catch-up. Same lot. That's not Same bad. That's not bad. My yeah. job security is at risk. No, I don't have base. This is your daily catch up. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the daily catch up podcast, remember to drop us a sub and hit that notification button. <laughs> I'm a notification <laughs> button. So last week there was an article um, about a 60-year-old woman who had to isolate because she was COVID positive. But because she was homeless, she had oh, to shit. basically isolate herself at, uh, next to hawker centers like rubbish bin. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's, it's honestly really heartbreaking. Wait, why wasn't she sent to like a facility? Yeah, so so this goes back to quite a number of people who are kind of not really complaining. Well, they are, la, so they're complaining. <laughs> Let's just be straight up about it. Mm. Like quite a lot of people have been, been complaining that since the recent spike in cases, there hasn't been very clear instructions on what they need to do. Because people who are vaccinated get to isolate at home. She's vaccinated. Problem is she doesn't have a home. Uh, right. I think the problem people. is that, yeah, the problem is that you cannot be homeless in Singapore, right? What do you mean you cannot? I don't think you're allowed to be homeless. Huh? Really? Which means the government is taking on the responsibility that if you are homeless, like if it's a domestic issue, like you're not allowed to yep. go and be homeless, go and fix your domestic issue. And if you are for some reasons find yourself homeless, then there are social support that will home you. Yeah, so, so there are shelters. Yeah. So actually, I was quite surprised by the numbers. There, there are about somewhere between 900 to 1,000 people who are homeless in Singapore. And there are, I think, about 20, 21 temporary shelters. Mm. Oh. The problem is that all these shelters are full. And the wait list is like at, at the hundreds at the moment. Right. Um, but yeah, so you're right. She's homeless because of a domestic issue. So she mentioned that she is estranged from her husband and so she hasn't been home in years. Wow. And then people at this Topayo Hawker Centre who, who live in this area in Topayo have said that she's a familiar face for the last 10 years really. She wanders around that, that particular Hawker Centre I guess as her her place of dwelling like, essentially. Right. I don't know what, how else to describe <laughs> it. Right. The place of dwelling. It's a damn sad story then. I know, I know. <laughs> Members of the public realised that this was happening. They contacted oh. the police. The police con- uh, reached out to her and find out what the situation was. And they brought her to an isolation facility. So Faith in humanity. Yeah. I mean, we don't know whether she's been discharged or whatnot, but she has a bed to, to sleep on. She's oh my god, that's like la. the first mm. bed that she can sleep on yeah. in years. Eh, is the isolation facilities. Yeah. Yikes. Sorry, I just brought the mood down. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I think what kind of maybe confuses me a bit is that like, she has a house to go back to, mm. right? Like, she's arguing. Then her husband lives. Yeah, because I've read this quite interesting article about homelessness in Singapore, talking about how a lot of people who are homeless in Singapore choose to be homeless. Yeah. Like, they have a house, but they want to rent it out and mm. earn the rent. So then they choose to be homeless. Huh? Yeah. They want to earn the house money, so they go out choose and to live, live on the, the streets. Imagine making two grand a month and sleeping in a void deck, huh? <laughs> Yeah. It's but, like the dumpster But, like, but you got passive income. Mm. Wait, what? Just rent out a room? Are they happier than like, us, you think? But you rent whole house. 
Oh, then next, okay, wow, now you make me damn sus of homeless people. <laughs> if they ever ask me for money, I was like, you sure no. Dude, you make it more than me. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible, okay, no, but it's not everyone. It's but there are, yeah, there are like numerous people. To... No, <laughs> yeah, numerous but people. Maybe there. right, like people always say like, huh, there's no homelessness in Singapore. It's because they all dress all them nicely. Uh, they like they don't look homeless. But no. it's it's, it's crazy. So yeah. like so the homeless people in Singapore are fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the title of the video. Yeah. What, what what do you do? Oh, I'm homeless. <laughs> Here's my business card. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met a homeless person in Singapore. Yeah. Like, I've never like, talked la. talk to one. Oh, okay, maybe I have, maybe I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, maybe it's hard to recognize. Cause, Cause, like, you, you and go. my curfew 12 a.m. 12 a. So I, <laughs> maybe they, right. are, they only sleep outside after that. Like, plus you live overseas like... like sorry. Like, cause I've lived overseas. Oh, oh my god, then we know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to Australia, right? I, I, I've lived there and also I've visited like, UK, right? Like, even though you think some more, first some more world country... Like first world country, right? There's so many homeless people. Yeah. You know, and then you go to the city streets, right? Every corner you turn, right? There's someone who's homeless there and it's very obvious what it looks like, right? Oh. You don't get that in Singapore, I guess, in, in some sense. Yeah. I guess that's why it's quite hard to recognize whether someone's homeless or not. But I can see you any like at night HDB estates or you wouldn't walk around, right? Where are they? What are they doing? Are they but I think half of what them is just avoiding doing? their wife. Eh? They are like sleeping on like benches. Right. I yeah. thought our bench already designed not to be slept on. Is it? Slept on. Yeah. That's why there's that bar in the middle. Oh. Yeah, you guys see it as an armrest. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah. just sleep your knees up. Bloody up. hell. I didn't know that. Even like MRT seats now, they create jaggings and they don't really need to portion it. Actually, more people can see portion. if you don't portion it. <laughs> <laughs> but now they divide according to butt so you cannot sleep properly. Oh, I thought it was for my ergonomics. Like, <laughs> Feel better. Wow. Feel personal space or that. So sad, huh? It, it's interesting. So like, because in Singapore, right, like home ownership is so attainable if you have... Uh, he struggle like, with this. Like, I, I, I don't want to say this to seem privileged, but like in... You are. No, no, because, okay. You marry a woman. If you are in a first world country, like in the West, home ownership is seen like a goal because it's so hard yes, to, yes, to yes, attain yes. it, right? But I feel like with the whole BTO scheme, right? Like you don't have to earn. I remember signing up for it with Ned, and like we weren't earning much at that point in time. And we managed to own a home. Yes, yeah. uh, granted, I was lucky. I had a professional office job. Not many people have that option, right? Right. Um, but they also have like rental rental schemes, right? Like rental flats. Yeah. Like one room oh, rental I had, flat. I had an auntie actually. Um, he stays in a one room <laughs> flat, and then I found out how much is the rent because her her husband passed. I've never met her husband. Like. I think divorce plus passed away a long time ago. I think. Oh, shit, I'm so sorry, it's my family. <laughs> then um This never met him. <laughs> yeah, so then the the son back then was in NS. Uh-huh. So I was wondering like how like you must have saved a lot of money. Cause she's she's wheelchair bound and wow. she has arthritis and so her hand is constantly oh, like mahjong ready. Like <laughs> no dude, dude, it's she has arthritis, but she can play mahjong so fast. She's so fast. It's my my father every time say her. It's okay. the beauty of the game, right? Like, <laughs> it brings out the best in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sportsmanship. But can she win no, no, fast? No. no, she's very good, she's very good. But anyway, and, and so I found out how much is the price of her one-room flat. Your guess? Per month. 800. Oh, per month. 200 dollars. She pays 60 dollars a month. I mean, it's a rental. That's your water bills, oh. yeah? <laughs> no, even water bills is less. Oh. Take the water bill, fam. <laughs> so I actually have the numbers here, right? Like, if you if your monthly household income is 800 or less, right? For one-room flat, it's... It's between twenty six to thirty three bucks a month if it's your first time. What? Any Wait, age. but they don't own the house, right? It's no, a they rental. Don't it, that's the thing. So it no, doesn't. But they stay there for years, like It's not like six months they boot you out, kind. Right. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. contribute. So like with home ownership, right? And you pay installments on a loan, which is almost like rent. At the end of the day, you own an asset that you get to sell 
mm. and that really helps with social mobility in, in some regard. La. So actually, I was a bit scared about this, right? Like this, all the spikes and everything, we have over a thousand cases. Because someone tell me we're not enough hospital bed or so, that's why all these mm. ambulances are not coming anymore. Yeah. But then after that, when I went to Google, it turns out that I think they're about like, if I'm not wrong, uh, please correct mm. me. So there are like thousand plus people who are in hospital care and 9,000 plus people are in these like community facilities. So we have a lot of hospital beds. Right. Like, I think our hospital beds goes up to like 12. tens of thousands kind of numbers. La. Right. Then I was like, oh, okay. So there was a lot less. But there's so many other sickness. La. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But specifically for this, there seems to be plenty of, of like hospital beds available. Yeah. I, I feel like it's not so much hospital. So like when a friend of mine was exposed to someone who had COVID, right? And this was like maybe at the height of things, like January or February, right? He straight away was phone called. He said, pack your bags. One mm. hour, we're picking you up. We're sending you to a hotel. And so then like, it felt like, wow, that was really like proper. La. Like I was really proud of the country and everything like that. I feel like, and this is just speculation, I feel like hotels are no longer being repurposed as, or fewer hotels are now being repurposed as And more are just staycations. Yeah, and so yeah. then there, it's not so much about hospitals, there are just fewer right. of okay, these okay. isolation areas. Or the these are also tax, taxpayers' money. La. That too. Yeah. So some people actually created a new Telegram group which is growing in numbers. I think last time I checked, it was like a few hundreds, like, like 400, 500 people, right? It's called SG Quarantine Order Support Group. Right. Because according to the pamphlet and the infographics, right, the order of events now, because we are in a 80% vaccinated like society, is that if you gonna COVID, someone will contact you and give you all the instructions. They will give you a little pack and then they will give you a like uh, a step by step. So like by day seven, right, apparently you can get a PCR test and if you're negative, right, by day seven, you're off the hook already. Right. Aye. But a couple of people have uh, been covered in the news by saying that they have not received anything for like a few days already. It's like by day seven, they don't know whether they can go out for a PCR test or not because they're not allowed to leave the house. So right. like who's supposed to come and pick them up? There's a lot of confusion. Another article that I saw on the, I think it was Channel News Asia, they covered two guys. One of them doesn't mind it. He's happy to stay at home because he has a four-room flat. He basically sleeps in his master bedroom. His wife passes him food on the, oh, on okay, the door. Okay. He opens the door and then they are, they are fine. But another guy lives in a three-room flat because he has to isolate in the bedroom, his wife sleeps on the floor in the living room. Wow. And to them, it's like, I'd rather go to an isolation facility lah, because this is really inconvenient. Like now, she also has to create different arrangements with her work because she's also now a COVID-exposed person. Right. And then she now she has to go and buy stuff for him because he can't leave the house. It's like, it's very inconvenient for a lot of people lah. I think, like, there's a crux on, as a country, are we playing down the virus and then purposely feel like oh endemic means we just leave it like it's a yeah it's a flu actually didn't jamus just say something about this he said we are endemic so we should think we think wearing masks yeah he wanted to um oh, stop wearing jamus. masks outdoors right uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like that's a thing that opposition needs to do whether or not they really mean it i think them exhausting to be yeah. opposition, opposition. So. they also know they're not going to form government they cannot just go there and support yeah yeah but a lot of the moves that the government make is like it makes sense like you know what i mean they just really need to find things. I also believe, I think someone, I think Kelvin Ching or even um, the Critical Spectator mentioned that, what's that MP ah? The PSP MP that talked about how uh, ESPA should be like $10,000. Wow, I don't know. Sir. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he's saying that he don't believe, right, that this MP genuinely thinks that it makes sense anyway. Right. Yeah. But they just kind of need they to They have to be a dissenting voice. Uh, like, they just kind of need to 
play to their fan base a bit that's feeling that frustration. Right. What the opposition is, is just a human suggestion box, essentially. Correct, correct, correct. correct. <laughs> and they have to go certain extremes so that they can hopefully get like... Uh, the middle, middle ground. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Yeah, but I feel like when I saw the article, I'd be scared. Yeah. Like, I don't think I feel secure when I go out into public and then like people not wearing their masks properly and all that. And why I'm scared is also because we are vaccinated, so we have less of the side effects. So then that you feels don't know like... Yeah, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Then, huh, so that's what I'm scared it- about. Hasn't research already shown that the virus is damn hard to transmit the virus in like outdoor environments? Outdoor environments. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then I'm, more, argu- I'm in indoor environments. No, his argument was that when you look at like people like cleaners and, that, and they don't have the excuse of doing a physical exercise right, right, right. or whatever, right? right? And then they're outside and then they have the mask on, they're so uncomfortable. There's higher chance that they will go back and in their storeroom or like office or whatever and then they take out. Yeah. 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 Which is more dangerous. Correct. Right. So, and, and that's what a lot. I think a lot of people are doing it, lah, to be honest. I feel like there's a... If, if we juxtapose that to other restrictions that the country is lifting, for example, letting foreigners in, uh-huh. or not a CB, lah, mm. right? I mean, there's a segment of Singaporeans calling for another circuit breaker, right? I think the trade-off's quite clearly. If you continue a circuit breaker, people lose their jobs, the economy tanks, Singapore lose global positioning. And global positioning is not something that's established over one year, two years. It's a decade or two decades worth. We lose our global positioning for the next 10, 20 years if we are the last one to open up or last few to open right. up. Yeah. As opposed to this issue whereby you wear a mask and it makes them uncomfortable, right? It's such a small thing. Yeah, yeah, but everything that they reduce, right, will create another layer of risk. Yeah. Like how not doing a CB will increase public outbreaks by like 40% maybe or 50%. The ripple effect will be larger than you can anticipate. Yeah, and this mask thing could be a small 1-2%. Right. Yeah. But the effect to the overall population is just no need. Oh. Yeah. But it could happen at the same time. Right? Why cannot? Because every single thing you... I mean, I'm putting myself if I have to make decisions on behalf of a country. Yeah. Right? There's a group of people that's very worried for their jobs and want, want the economy to open up. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people that's... Especially the ones with children that's very worried for their children and want the country to close, close. down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you really have to manage both because they are both valid. Ma. It's easier when circuit breaker happened and the, the rest of the world locked down and then Singapore went into lockdown and felt like a very popular and decisive decision, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But at this point, the rest of the world opened up. We are no longer the first few mm. already. We are actually very, very behind in terms of opening up already. Yeah, and... It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you look at that versus do we want to ease more so that a segment of population can be a bit more comfortable, right? I feel like that's an unpopular decision. Unpopular to half, unpopular to another half. Right. Yeah. Either way, you are popular with So they're group. like stuck. But so for way, me, this is a decision that I don't need to make. Yeah. For me, uh, I believe just... No, I also think that the reason why they said everyone needs to wear masks everywhere, right, is just the ease of enforcement. Because like, mm. you know that everyone's supposed to wear masks. So then, whoever is supposed to look for people that's not supposed to wear masks is like... Right. So it's the it's same easier, as like, you can only sit two by two in hawker centre. Yeah, because I think the yeah. problem's eating. We look at, especially during um, COVID, right, where at the height of it, where everyone did the mask experiment, they, they did the mask and then they try and blow a candle and then they cough. You put the candle here with a surgical mask, you still cannot blow out the candle. At least in the video, like, I never actually got to try it. Let's, let's try it. <laughs> right? Um, so, it's really contained pretty well as long as you are wearing a good surgical mask. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem was with dining. Because when Singapore eased it and you could go to work, 50% of that stuff, the numbers didn't spike. It only spiked when you allow people to dine out, which is the one thing right. that we cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid. Like, it's so hard to avoid eating. But then, so now people's dissent is mostly about feeling like they're confused about what to do or that the government is not giving clear enough instructions on what to do, is it? 
I think it's twofold. I think on one layer, right, it's that there's a sudden difference in approach. La. Early on, even at the start of the year, it felt like Singapore was very quick and decisive in clamping down on certain cases. Because I think right. it wasn't announced yet that we were going to treat this as endemic someday. Right. And so we're still trying to clamp down all the COVID cases. When they made the announcement somewhere mid-year that, okay, you know what, we're going to start looking at COVID-19 in an endemic way, we're going to start living with COVID-19. The approach to it was a little bit more relaxed as to how like, we isolate certain cases, right? And so I think on one level, it's that relaxedness approach of certain people out. Some cases that people mentioned in the Telegram group was that, they are in a family. Wait, are you in this Telegram group? No, I'm not, but I saw screenshots. <laughs> ah, okay. She sent us the link to join her. <laughs> and so then I saw like how there were, I think there was a family of six of them, or uh. seven family of eight, and then one of them was a positive case. And usually if you're in the same household as a positive case, you already get SMS that you need to go down and test and stuff like that, right? But I think it was one full day that they didn't hear anything at all. Mm. Oh. And that was the latest update that I saw. La. And like to them it's like what the fuck do I do? Like, because I have kids that are not vaccinated, they are in the household. Oh. So, what do so we do? So then, is it just the frustration comes because it feels like, as as much as this affects everybody's lives, right? It's being executed in a way where it's a bit sloppy. Well, like they didn't factor mm, in a lot of or things. Or it's bottlenecking lah. Yeah. Because it sounds like when yeah. like thousand plus cases. As yeah, but then they can... but then they didn't consider this man. They confirm have what? No, but from how we went from I think. 200 cases per day until now when we are 1,000 plus a day, right? Like the amount of people who you need to contact also exponentially increases because each yeah, person has like... Yeah, but that projection should have been accounted for lah. At, at least if they you did, are the government... They didn't actually yeah. say then that it happened faster than they expected. Right. Actually, the, right. the, the number, if I'm not wrong lah. <laughs> uh, if I'm not wrong, the number that I expected to see, right, is 3,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we hit 1,000 within a Yeah, we didn't, weeks. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was unforeseen. Right. Mm. Hitting this high was, was foreseen. Mm. Yeah, hitting this high in two weeks or one week plus was unforeseen. So, they, they so if that's the case, then within the next month or two, we will see the government being able to facilitate for that, those kind of numbers. Lah. Since Possibly. that was since that's hard projected. to say though, because in the past, we, we could boost out the numbers really quickly because yep. like military exercise were not happening. Um, there was massive unemployment, so the government took in all those jobs. Yeah. Right. People. But if those people manage to find gainful employment, no one wants to quit their job to do this. Right? Even if you. Which pay... assuming that the government has done their job in all their COVID job yeah. support schemes. So if, if you did well, <laughs> if your job support schemes did well, then you don't. It's so hard to raise this manpower. So the issue is that our government is too good. Are they a victim of their own success? I think will be You know, because if you like compare a lot of the issues that we have, right? Like our bet, right? It's other countries good, eh? No, I feel like yeah. this is giving them an out. If you are you say that whatever programs those were were successful, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But those are things that you either way have to consider when you're doing this other program, right? Right. So, yeah. so it's not I don't think it's an excuse, lah. No, I, I don't think anybody's doing excellent job. La. <laughs> but everyone's figuring as it comes, which I've been doing pandemic before. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Right now, honestly, right, over the last week or two, I'm not saying I've been exposed to, la, but all around me, right, there are so many people that's like, gonna, you know this person? Like, like, you must tell us yeah, yeah. this type of thing. No, 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 I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. But a lot of people you around me, then if, if I really think about it, if, and, if and, I, and I do know some people that are not so honest about whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Then... How many people are really exposed at, at yeah. right now? Yeah. And how disruptive would it be if we were all fully at 
adhered to the like the current rules. So I actually kena two high risk cases, right? Like I have two people that I was close contact with that are close contacts with the mm. people who kena. We got the need to isolate, by the way. Yeah, correct. So what happened was that I just stay at home, no, like automatically. So I feel like is the then why are people angry? Because if the is the rule of thumb, then not to just stay at home, ah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think for some people they cannot afford to stay at home. Because yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Going back to this case also, right? Like we know that there's a thousand cases, but these are the positive cases. So if they're in a household of four, for example, right, four thousand people are actually affected, mm. and oh four thousand people actually need to be contacted. So like according to the press releases or the information given by the government, there's supposed to be a home care buddy, a home recovery buddy that's supposed to contact you oh, and walk, walk you through the entire process, right? But there needs to be 4,000 people to do this. Mm. Or like maybe if you split like Divide. maybe two each, yeah. right? It's like 2,000 people to oh walk through God. all these different people. There's just not enough. Like. And if the turnaround time is one, two days, I feel like it's fair. La. So, I should stay at home first. La. Mm. Right. I feel like there's a few things here. Like the sense of crisis is completely gone. There is no thinking for yourself. We go back to when I brought up in Singapore, the rules are the limit. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, 90 kilometer means drive at 90, not maximum 90. And I think back to what you said about the government being a victim of some of its successes, yeah, which is managed to create, wow, this is a shitty way to say, it, an obedient population. Ooh. Yeah. It which I think though. it's great. It's so I decisive. Agree. Go and get jab, get jab, stay at home, stay at home. Don't uh. flood supermarket, we stay at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so obedient to a certain extent, right? But it's to the point whereby if you are worried, stay at home. Why you want to force the whole country to stay at home? But then it becomes that like people who are flagrant, right? Like I think I read one article about this person that couldn't stop the positive, COVID positive death from going out of the house. Mm. Oh, so yeah. Like, if yeah. all these people don't care, then why should I be suffering for other people who are being selfish? You know what right. I mean? Like I'm scared, right? but then should I stay at home and then like the, we talked about just now, some people cannot stay at home, right? Mm. Why should I be suffering because someone else is like bending the rules or what? Yeah. As opposed to what though? As opposed to the government quickly contact them and get them out of the areas where everyone else is. Because if let's say then we close down the country, right? Let's say, so I mean the only pro I could see is that if we do another CB, we could possibly eradicate. But then Because anything short of eradication is today. It's going to lead back to the same thing, yeah. Yeah, right. it's going to be a rinse and repeat of today. Yeah. So has any country in the world managed to eradicate? So then as North a Korea like only. singular person, <laughs> one zero, one <laughs> one zero, one zero. <laughs> So as a singular person, say for example now, like if I'm waiting for something or what, like what can I do? Like what should I be doing then at this point? As in if you are exposed or as just a so I guess my question didn't make sense. No, I guess it's just stay home, right? Yeah, if you're yeah, waiting for instructions, stay at home, I guess it's frustrating. You might need to wait a while because it takes time, there's a lot of us. Yeah. Then Stay at home, I say use your okay, brain okay. Nah, because I feel like <laughs> use your brain, it's a brain. Join the support group. In like Malaysia, yeah. for example, I have, I have a friend over there. I mean, like one of my friends over there, right? <laughs> <laughs> like some imposter, the rest like, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my friends over there is she's Singaporean. She she married Malaysian, and she's just staying there. And like the case counts are got crazy, like five figures yeah. uh-huh. daily, like months ago, and the government say want to want to clamp down. Then, uh, because political struggle, then they say open. Then, uh, open, the person that say open, right, would win the, would win huh? the battle of politics. Like. Yep. Yep. Then when they take charge, then they realise, I remember we should close. <laughs> mm. close. Then another power struggle happens. Then it becomes open again. So it's to the point whereby last week they were discussing how our numbers were crazy. And then the next week is that we are going to open for tourists. 
to come in without quarantine. Stuff like that, like, I mean, maybe I got the, the things a bit wrong, but that's the level of coordination yep. that's happening. Uh, in our neighbours. Like a stone throw, in a sense, you know what I mean? Oh, shit, government. But what here is that you, you're waiting a couple of days, la. you're waiting a couple of days for someone to contact you. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, if you don't have the next step to do, you know your step for the next seven days is to isolate, right? Isolate lah. Yeah, I, I I agree with you to an extent. I think it's the uh, uncertainty an because you can get mm. really anxious. I remember coming back from the UK in March 2020 and obviously like they had such a huge number of cases, right? I came back straight away, they tested me. I didn't hear back for three days, right? And I was like out of my mind, I was going crazy because I'm like stuck in my room. I don't know whether I can see anybody. In the end, right, I realized after I checked my app, right, they actually had the results the day of my testing. They just could only call me three days after. Which I mean, I don't know who to blame, la. like at the end of the day, it's negative and it was fine. La. Okay. I think for this one, it's just that if you live in a household where there's four people and everyone's sharing rooms and then people have to like live outside or like live in yeah. the living room and then they also have to isolate technically from their other friends, then it gets a little bit confusing. Yeah, but where then people. is the personal responsibility in this? If you are sick, you are hungover, if you have some form of terminal illness, there is a level of personal responsibility. What? Even if it's genes passed down from your grandparents to you, like you did nothing, mm-hmm. but there's a personal responsibility that's linked up to your own family tree. La. Do you expect now that your cancer treatment is free? Why then do you expect taxpayers to ramp up hiring so that they can contact you quickly so that they can tell you next step and assure you. Right. Like, Fair. I feel like the expectations is... I mean, I understand the anxiety when you get in and you don't know what to do. I haven't kena yet. Maybe I will kena the anxiety or so. Right? But now where I haven't kena, I can think you a clearer hit, right? Mm. Where is the expectation for the, any other disease of what's Fair. next? Okay. The personal responsibility <laughs> in COVID, right? Like, if you feel like you get COVID and it's the public's fault because the Probably government you allow you all to go out, uh, right, right. so you kena, then I feel like at the end of the day, where's the personal responsibility in? Do you still touch the front of your mask? Because you're not supposed to, right? Did you keep your mask on at all times? Did you try to eat at home and away and secluded from everybody as much as possible? Do you only hold this? Do you still go home and scrub all the way to your shoulders? Do you mm. go home and shower and take out your clothes immediately? Because if you don't do that, then there's personal responsibility in how you got COVID. Right. Now, unless a civil servant can't cough into your mouth, I feel like that's another <laughs> problem. Yeah. Only then. Right? Even right? if not, then then I feel like there's a personal responsibility right. involved and, yeah. and people are not seeing that at all. Right. That's a good point. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. If you like what you watch, remember to drop us a sub and hit that like button as well. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Like, like, like. <laughs> like, like, like. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.